welcome back to Change Yourself, Change the World, episode X. Now, there's always lots of problems to talk about. Like, we literally can talk years and decades. I mean, we can never stop talking about problems, but it's called Change Yourself, Change the World. So, I think, oh, I'm back here with the homie Ahmed, just to let you guys know. Um, I think our style is starting to flow into, we talk about problems, but we end up talking about the solutions to fix these problems. And sometimes we go on tangents, but it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. We're, we're going from problem solutions, even if the solutions are for different problems. So if you stay, stay tuned to the end, we do offer solutions. And I think that's not a bad way to do things because I always do want to end up on a, what can we do to help ourselves in any situation now kind of thing. Even if shit hits the fan, what can we do to, to start preparing for that in a, on a positive note? So uh, on that note, what's going on, bro? Not that much. Just uh, Sunday morning, enjoying uh, the uh, last day of the weekend here. Yeah, I, I enjoy Sundays. Uh, culturally speaking, Sundays and weekends have always been amazing for Americans. The other countries don't celebrate the weekends like we do. They, they don't mind partying and doing absolutely nothing on Tuesday and Wednesdays. Like, that's okay for them, too. Mon a nine-to-five Monday through Friday work week is a... I'm going to say it's fucking very Western and American. But I enjoy the weekends. I, I enjoy doing absolutely nothing and being happy and doing absolutely nothing. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Well, I'm trying not to do nothing, but I just uh, <laughs> try to just do what I want, you know, instead of uh, that's right. Yeah, boss man wants. Always got to do what you want. Yeah. Well, you always got to do what's prudent for you. Sometimes what you want is not prudent for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's I've been not reading. Uh, one of the things I want to do today is like read my friend. Uh, uh, one of my Dharma friends, he's been reading all the books that I've been planning to read and procrastinating to read. Oh, yeah, so he's actually and, doing it? Yeah, he's he's uh, taking all these really detailed notes, and I'm just kind of going through his notes. And I went through a couple of his notes yesterday night and had a really good meditation session uh, this morning. Um, yeah, this, this is probably one of the most uh, fascinating subjects in spirituality itself. Um, the prana wisdom or prajna wisdom, however you want to pronounce it. Um, prajna is the bread of internal pronunciation because it can get confused with the other Indian version of prana, which is related to chi, the physical aspect of chi. And then prajna is like the, uh, it's like the wisdom, the, it's like the spiritual wisdom that we're all working towards, this non-dual wisdom that can just penetrate into like the deepest uh, essence of things and not be stuck in the whole uh, left right kind of thing yeah there's like five different types of prana and it's just really interesting um, yeah like the true form the first type is the true form prajna which is like the that's just basically the bodhi you know the being able to see into your true nature the, your mind ground you know, that's that's the one that everyone knows about. You know, and then there's this Alambana Prajna. 
um, I'm not sure exactly what this is, but I think this has to do with like um, states, under being able to understand um, states instantly. So like these other four prajnas, when people hear about them, they just, they, that, that's what really attracts me. Like originally like 20, almost 15, 20 years ago when I first got into Buddhism, this is what kind of attracted me to Buddhism in the first place. The superpowers? This, yeah, this is like the superpower of superpowers. Like not just shooting fires and stuff and being able to teleport. This is like really important superpowers. This is like the mind superpowers that it, that really matter. Like, um, so this second one, Alambana, like, you know, the first one, true form prajna, we all know why that matters because if you don't understand your mind ground, you can't, you can't do anything after you you know, after you exit the body, you know, then you won't be able to reincarnate and control your reincarnations and physical manifestations will just be kind of propelled by uh, the karmic waves that you you won't be able to surf reincarnation you'll you'll have to uh you'll get tossed around by the waves so those people out there who don't think reincarnation is a thing how can you put into their mind the possibility of it maybe being a thing because you can't change your mind but if they can say maybe, that 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 literally shows that they don't know, and they're um, open to the possibility of it. Because once these people say it doesn't exist or this is the only thing that exists, we run into fixed mentalities, fixed mindsets, and it doesn't go anywhere. So, to those who cannot possibly comprehend what it is that or that reincarnation can be possible, um, how do I mean, how do we, how do you? There, you know, it depends on how that person thinks. Yeah. If they, if they like scientific studies, right. I suggest looking into, uh, you know, YouTube or read his book. You know, Dr. Ian Stevenson. Ian Stevenson. Uh, I A N Stevenson. Okay. Well, who is this guy? Is, yeah, the summary of the book is, you know, he he did like a uh, longitudinal global study of kids um, who were able to. Um, remember their previous lives and verified those stories and compiled them and put it into um, put it into a book. But um, this isn't valid science, you know. Science, you know, anyone who's familiar with the scientific method will. You can't prove a law by a million stories. You can you can definitely convince people, and that's what like okay. um, that's what you know the the law of gravity was you know before we were able to prove formulas and things like that or math that math came along we were like this is that okay yeah so i mean this you know the anecdotes are pretty pretty convincing but i think the other thing is like if you're if you're thinking more principally and scientifically it's like the law of thermodynamics and you know energy conservation it falls perfectly in line with reincarnation and most of the laws of nature work perfectly with reincarnation. Nothing is ever completely destroyed. True. Matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Yeah, then the people who, who are convinced neither by anecdotal science nor by principal science, like um, they might be more easily understanding things through tactile experience and you know that kind of thing. For them, uh, they're just gonna have to die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, they're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have to go through like a hypnotic regression and like 
um, you know, and then see the things that come up there. And if there's some sort of meaning, interpretive meaning, um, or actual some other groundbreaking meaning from that, then that could compel them to um, think that reincarnation is uh, has a possibility because we have all these things that are just bubbling under our consciousness like all these uh stories yeah. and things and where are they coming from exactly. you know, are we all just crazy is, is our neural wiring just bonkers right or do, does it have like some sort of meaning and why right. is it that when we do hypnotic regression why do we have some sort of meaningful stories why do they even mean anything to us is our brain just neurolog neurologically making things up and yeah, okay. So I mean, if someone's that pessimistic, then um, and they've gone through all that, and they're still not convinced by any of these rationale, uh, then, then I, um, I think the best thing for them is to, you know, follow the Buddha's words. And the Buddha actually explained that. He said, like, look, don't take my word for for all this. Just go ahead and open your third eye, and you'll see mm -hmm. it for yourself. Yeah. Don't so take for my those word. people, do it you yourself. Know, do the scientific experiment that Buddha talked about of meditating and entering into these mystical states of pure concentration. And then once you've found, once you've got that mystical state of pure concentration, you can, you can play with it however you like. But I mean, the, the point that Buddha said was don't play with it. Don't waste your time on that. Use it for getting enlightened and probing the mystery of life, you know, and, yeah. But yeah, um, through that concentration power, you can directly perceive the, uh, you know, countless beings that are floating around you, constantly dying, constantly being born, um, entering fetuses, ex you know, exiting aborted fetuses. You'll be able to see all that stuff um, when you uh, when you um, open your third eye, and. Uh, but you won't be able to control it until you get this true form prajna. So, um, and wow. Well, to be honest, I am eating this edible at like 10, 20 in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am trying to go 200 milligrams in the morning just to see what happens. You know, I'll probably take a nap, or like, but whatever, but later on with my 200, my, my, 200 yeah. milligrams in one, like in one go right now. Yeah. Little by little. At 10, 10 at a time. Oh my God, dude. I wish I had like the smallest little thing. I wish I had a, a small little bar and then I can just eat one bar with like 100. That's what I really want. But dosage requirements require them to separate it into 10. But anyways, beside all that, let's get back to this, this Buddhism thing. You know? So I think I just found a way to connect I don't know what I don't I don't even want to why I don't even know why I want to start bringing those kinds of problems in here but just thinking about vibrations bro thinking that we are literally vibrating and tuning into our fucking reality this is us our consciousness is the radio frequency tuner that we choose to go into and we don't get to tune into everything because that's not our level of awareness. If we could, we would. We'd be like, oh, what's this number? And what's this number? And well, how far does it go over here? And how far can it go back? Like, we can do that. We have the option and ability. But 
a lot of us aren't aware we have it. And this enlightenment, the awareness to be like, oh, it's always here. This is something I could always do. But how much of that is being influenced? Like, even if we were to go super 100 spiritual and everybody would become monks right now, there's chemicals in our body. There's metals in our body that were not there presently in human history. We have toxins and chemicals in our body that are affecting us, that are creating a disharmony and, and messing with our vibration in so many ways. Even if we all were to become monks and live in caves, which is impossible, how, how much of an impediment would all these things be? Because I'm thinking like, I'm just gonna fucking say it. The more toxins you have in your body, the less likely you are to think this way, to feel this way, to want to become enlightened, to want to start getting more and doing more. Because you start realizing to the, with the people you talk to, the people you talk to and their beliefs and what they're starting to fall into and what they're starting to grab onto. I'm going to generalize, and I know generalization is bad, but just for this case, those people who do buy into the vaccines and the flu shots and do eat unhealthy food and do, do do all these things like i know you eat meat but you're also very aware of what it does and how it does so even if you don't even if you still consume it in some form what you, you have an awareness that a lot of people don't have you know okay this isn't the best for me but i'm still gonna have it because it's my choice and I believe it does do something here. Whatever your case is, you, you have an awareness for it. A lot of people don't have awareness for what their food is or how their food comes. So these people that live and choose like this, I, a lot of it, I don't, I don't believe it's even them. We, we talk about other demons and spiritual entities fucking giving people thoughts. I, I can actually, I think it's more, you can actually make it more physical. And we have toxins in our bodies and these toxins are causing disharmony. And it's messing with the vibration that we give off. Us trying to tune into the world can be affected by this thing short-circuiting us in one way. So uh, that, this is my crazy theory. Are all of these toxins in our body affecting us? Oh, and, yeah, and definitely. Yeah. yeah, like in the past, uh, people, um, the, you know, this, this, the spiritual teacher who, who wrote this book that we're just talking about here is, he talked about how in the past people would just get instant you know people get very easily enlightened um with just a few words from an enlightened teacher because their bodies were already like clean and their minds were already clean right their hearts were already clean and just their overall everything their way of being it was just very very minimal and very very um honest and uh, straightforward. Now, now though, nowadays though, we're completely the opposite, where our minds are filled with so many things, good and bad, and um, and for good and bad reasons. Sometimes we have to have those bad things in our minds, like knowledge of all these terrorist stuff, you know, and you know, and uh, you know, like conspiracy theories. Like we have to delve into these things that are just they're not so uh i mean unless you're like really there's, there's some people that you know they, they can study it without getting bothered but um you know most of us we get pretty bothered most of the time right. it's just not good for that 
because the the mind then descends all that chemical stuff into our bodies but yeah definitely the whole physical thing is of course that's just like now we have to detoxify our bodies yeah, so much we do um, and and like what happens in when your kundalini and chi is like um blocked now when it when it's when you enter the uh the mystical states um then your chi is all like trying to force its way through the system and that's why for a lot of people it, it either gets hindered blocked and doesn't you know just stopped completely you know not just slow down um or you know it hurts a lot you know so like before in the past um there, there, his books talk about a lot but yeah in the past it would just be like all right my bad for putting you out bro oh no problem yeah yeah but in the past it would just be like very easily in line like with just a few words like like this you know someone would just hear something like this uh, or like this you know a thousand oh, rivers go. have water thousand rivers moons like this is like typical uh, zen quote i love it dude I, I love the floweriness of it it means absolutely nothing yet it means absolutely everything like that that's kind of <laughs> like literally it means at, like you're like like what and you're like oh i mean I at guess the it, same time it's like uh <laughs> it, it means nothing in the sense that it's just an observation of reality right but it but it means a lot because it's it's a it's an observation of reality of a principle that um points to the fundamental you know underpinnings of the universe it's, yeah it's the truth it's just truth it's the truth of reality in a flowery way that makes you go okay but yeah it's hilarious this this one's really cool like a thousand rivers have water a thousand rivers moons so there's there's not necessarily moons like a thousand moons it's just one moon and no matter which river you look at you see the same moon so that's this is like a oh that's pretty good is representing the you know the you know master nan he's talking about he's, he's using this to talk about the next prajna wisdom alambana prajna because um this one i didn't understand until i just read this but this this prajna is like you know it's saying state of being or phenomena through cultivation of one's alambana changes he said he's literally said don't translate alambana because once you translate it you're going to lose the whole meaning that's a lot of these words in you know like samadhi and things like that you don't leave, you don't translate them because translating them you're gonna you're gonna lose the whole meaning um but um yeah so that one so that prajna i'm just gonna quickly go through this so we can go to our next subject but th- this prajna is like talking about how um like you know you'll be able to quickly instantly understand anything related to you know life like a mental phenomena like you know uh, if you experience true anger you'll instantly be able to penetrate it and like just understand where it came from what it means why it's good why it's bad like just everything about it um you see truth of every situation in every way yeah you'll see the truth of all your mental phenomena and then the first one is seeing the truth of the of the ground itself so yeah, so the first one you see reality, the second one you start seeing the truth of everything. Um, and 
Uh, not every. Uh, I wouldn't use the word everything. That's a little broad. Okay. Uh, you'd you'd see the truth of any like anything that comes to you. Yeah, anything within your consciousness. Okay. So, it's literally everything because you can't have. If it becomes part of your reality, then it's part of your everything. But yeah, okay, I, I, I get your saying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> part of your inner consciousness, you know. Right. Like your inner experiences, and then the next one is literally prajna, where. Um, knowledge throughout thousands of lifetimes becomes accessible at one's fingertips. Okay. So this is your unconscious and this um, instant ability to understand like anything that you hear like from literature, you understand it because you you just tap into your unconscious because like this I actually have a very I believe this wholeheartedly. Like I I Oh yeah, and this is like, this is really awesome too. Like uh, this, this, this is very common in a lot of Western algorithm, um, like channelers and seers. Uh, okay. Yeah, they, they have the ability to do this. But yeah, and then the next one, expedient prajna. This is the when you attain this prajna or develop this prajna, you will be able to just instantly understand like shortcuts to help people, like um, you know, like using can like there's one analogy in Buddhism where Buddha used a, there was kids playing in, in the in a castle and they had all sorts of toys and things to play and they wouldn't come out no matter what he said. So he had to lure them out with like candy. He's like, oh there's candy outside and like so this this kind of expedient means like, you know, shortcut ways to like really directly instantly help or fix something. Okay. And then this last one, family of prajna. This is like behavior which is naturally virtuous. So this is like perfection of those five paramitas. Um, you're just generosity. Similar. What does perfect generosity mean? You give uh, just enough. Well, the right amount. Yeah, in every situation it could be a little different, but um. You, yeah, maybe, you know, just enough, or it could be like more, or it could, you know, generosity, like, is this is like, a, every one of these is like probably, this, this is a really long book. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, this is just a summary. Yeah, like, like a summary. Here. <laughs> but he has some cool stories in there about, about how, if you think that you're giving, if you're really, if you really think that you're a generous person, you're probably not. Yeah. Um, because the gener truly generous person is a person who, if they have one dollar, when they are generous to another person, they give that person two dollars. Even though they only have one dollar, they give the other person two dollars. That's called being a magician, bro. <laughs> Fucking that's that's illegal. You're you're making money out of thin air. You're going against the federal reserve. <laughs> but yeah, the like the moral of that little yeah, story yeah, is yeah. just that, you know they they, you, they give you one loaf oh you have one loaf of bread, you give someone two. Yeah, so you might teach them something, how to make their own loaf, and in addition, help them out. Give them more than what they need. Yeah, and you that, might. That's actually a good idea. You don't have to actually give them physical things. You can teach them lessons. You can impart them something that can, they can take forever and start sprouting. That's, that's, well, that's actually a better way to be generous than just physically giving them things. Yeah, but in addition to actually helping them right, right, right. get through whatever survival thing. Right, right. Survival um, there's there's a lot of like spiritual new agey stuff nowadays where like, um can't i just pay you in like blessings can't i 
Um, yes. Pay me in blessings of green. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> it might be. Who knows? May I just wish you well? I have thanked all your gods. We are now e equal. <laughs> what? I mean, this, yes, but gotta, so I gotta, yeah, get through this thing and uh, eventually read the book myself. But I'm gonna rely on my friend Summaries here. He really, you can have so many other ones. I, I don't know. You, you just have a lot of things to want to get through interesting a lot of these yeah, things no, are... like the, the other book that i didn't go over but that one was a meditation one and it has like a lot of gold nuggets that give me um some important reminders because a lot of times you read stuff and you learn stuff and you don't apply it to your life so it just disappears have you read the bible i have not um it's on my list but um it's not really up there on my list <laughs> why not <laughs> Uh, it's just too cryptic. It's not direct enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've, I've read a few bits and pieces here and there, especially when I see some videos online. Yeah, they were putting your faith. Yeah, they refer to it a lot because there's a lot of passages that correlate to the chaotic things that we're experiencing today. I mean, history repeats itself. But yeah, the Bible just has a lot of rules and commandments literally called commandments and i hate being told what to do so that that off the bat you're you're already telling me what to do kind of already don't want to i'm not inclined to listen well i mean i wouldn't think of it as whenever someone tells me something to do something i never think of it as okay i have to do this. you never have to do anything that's true even if someone tells you even if the law tells you even if you have a yeah, noose I get around it. your neck yeah Still don't have to. It's still just a suggestion. Yeah, literally, it, I. That's that's freedom right there. Yeah, like no one's forcing you. No, no one, one can force you. you to do anything. Right. Um. Are we on eleven? Are we on eleven? Oh, bro. Oh, we're not. Whoops. We're not. <laughs> Today is not that day. Today is not that day. But okay. Yeah, so like always uh, always we always have choice. And that's the beautiful thing that we have to be grateful for. I got a perfect segue from this. If you, if you, if you want to start jumping into another topic, because kind of came up with it. We okay. always have choice, right? We always have freedom. Freedom is America. <laughs> Talk about America. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing, yeah, right? Like we still have a lot more choice than the rest of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. I don't think people understand what civil war and and military coups look like. I I honestly don't. I I think people think civil war is going to be like the civil war we had with ten thousand people went to fight other fifteen thousand people. That's not what yeah. new civil war looks like. You listen to I think it's going to be some sort of like organized battle. Yeah, like on those middle school soldiers are coming across the border and they're trying to take our that's not. We're not militias like that anymore. All right. Not only that, but I mean that was that's some image put in our brains right. from watching high school dramas and things. Even right. if it was like that, it's like that on a on a 
town by town level right. throughout all of the U.S. Exactly. You know, and that that's how it, it was pretty bloody. You know, it wasn't that organized. You want to know what Civil War actually looks like? Look at Portland right now. Look at all those cities where they're burning shit down and fucking always on fire. But that's what the real Civil War looks like. And that can only, that that can escalate as well. The other side can get as many weapons as the police, and then shit could go bad really quickly. It really can. So realize that you don't need to be afraid of civil war. We've already started armed conflict. We don't want to admit the problem, but we have already started armed conflict. Two opposing sides are already fighting, and the one shooting the shots more is. I hate putting labels and generalizing, but it's the left. I don't want. I don't want to call it that way, but it literally is what it is. They call themselves that, so I have to call them that. They are the left. They're the ones firing the shots right now. Republican cities are not on fire. Republican states are not getting fucked up the ass. And if you're into that, that that's cool. But I'm not. So that 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 means it's bad. That means it's bad. I'm not. I'm not into the ass stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, I, <laughs> to me, it's bad. To other people, I'd be like, well, that's great. And I'm like, no, okay, let's, let me redefine where we're coming from. Just clarifying here. Yeah. So we, we've already started armed conflict. Like, what more unrest do you want? Do yeah. you literally think people are going to start shooting RPGs out of their windows? Probably, maybe, in the future. Yeah, uh, I think, like, even just this morning, <laughs> pretty crazy like you know in your in your city in your city in your county you got those two cops that just got shot it was this morning yeah the, I, was seeing, I was seeing it yesterday oh is it this okay well i was uh, i saw the news this morning okay so no i think it was yesterday but was it yesterday night i don't know happened? maybe yesterday afternoon and i saw it at night I don't, but i saw it yesterday but the story we're talking about is that they literally just went up to policemen and just shot him i don't know if they're dead they last ambushed night. two cops they, no reason they were in their car and this person i i don't know i can't make out who they were and what they it were was, like, it, was, it was a young looking kid um, it was a young looking kid he looked tiny it was, he looked tiny and he just came in and started blasting on the cops we'll watch the video here all right um yeah so not the way you go about things. That's not going to fix anything. That actually just escalates everything and takes it to a whole other level. If anything, this might just be a, I don't think it's a hit because I think this thing has happened before and people's angers and tensions and rise up and people, people go to extreme. So I don't think it was a hit, but if it was a hit, it'd be a way to start escalating everything and take it to the next level. What's the response to this? The response to this is police is going to come out in tactical uniform for every fucking response. They're going to pull you over with a fucking machine gun now. Tonight, a massive search is oh, happening right now for the gunman. Who, both uh, officers were sworn in only 14 oh, months. So they were young officers. Yeah. This is a problem. This is a real big problem. People are going to want to stop being police. And the police are always hiring because it's a dangerous fucking job and people come and go. And there's only certain people that want to be police. So the police need to start doing lots of things different. You need to stop doing the speed trap bullshit. You need to stop inciting fear in people. Because just they need to realize that they at this moment do not 
people look at them and I don't, I, again, I don't feel safe. I, I, you know what I think when I see police? Shit, I got to be a little bit more civil, extra civil. Am I doing anything wrong? No. I just got to be extra civil. And that's a natural, that's not natural. It's been put into me, not by culture, but just by my interactions with police. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get that. I get. But the, the problem is that there's, there's problems in so many ways. The police have a problem recruiting. They have a problem with numbers. They have a problem with their image. They also have a problem with, they're also creating these same biases against these people. And there might not be a systemic racist thing, but once you have enough interactions with certain kinds of people, if you keep having the same kind of interactions with the same kind of people, you start, these biases start to build up. Racism isn't just created. Racism is just, you're not just born with racism. It's, it's, a, it's a bias that keeps on being created. Every time you have these kinds of feelings and thoughts, you put a brick down and this brick eventually turns to a wall. And this wall basically means you don't like this side because I have all these other experiences that say this side is that. And again, the, the experiences might be valid though. This is the crazy shit. You might have been um, assaulted, criticized, bullied, um, there might have been cases of prejudice. All these things are real and they do happen. And walls are real. You build walls for everyone for different reasons. We keep people out for certain things. Like we build our own walls, but we need to start figuring out that all the police really want to do is keep people safe and go back home and be happy. Okay, a lot of people are fucked and people who are fucked should be, that, that's the law. They were, they were breaking assault, they're breaking other kinds of laws. We, that's that's not even the issue. We we should pers we should persecute them. We should persecute people who want to hurt people. That's that's a definite. We should persecute people who want to hurt people. We don't need these people in society. Whoever they're wearing, whatever title they are, whatever color they are, whatever race they are, whatever sex sexual identity they identify as, if they want to hurt people, those are the people we need to be protected from. Everybody else just wants to be happy, and that's real. So. Again, I'm trying to make everybody happy. And we've got to realize that we're all just humans here, man. We really are. We're just messing ourselves up because our, our walls, we mess ourselves up because of our biases. We, we separate from each other. Why do we separate from each other? We separate from each other because we think we're different. It goes back to our spirituality. Once you see the oneness and everything, it's, it's, it's insane. There's a, and there's a reason why spiritual, not spiritual, why religious people and real religious people, not the ones who say this, who big mouth. No, people who actually follow what they believe. If you follow what Jesus Christ and what the Bible is saying, in some way, if you follow the, the good things and, and, and be a good person, like, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot where I was going at. But that's good. That's good. It doesn't matter what rules you follow or who you listen to or what your beliefs are. As long as you're a yeah, good no, person. I think Jesus said, you know, treat people like the way you would want to be treated. Exactly. The way that I that when, when I see a police reacting defensively, um, that's the reason that we feel like we should be defensive too, you know? Like everything escalates. It's, it's a mirror, you know? Like, it's a mirror, we're mirrors of each other, that's right. Yeah, so I mean, if, like, can the police be like all lackadaisical? Like we should, we should you know, we, we, we should be able to relax normally, but right. when, when there's a police officer around, the reason that we feel like we can't relax is because the police officer can't relax either. Oh, snaps. Oh, snaps.
their attention brings us tension and our tension brings them tension and we just fucking tension up. Yeah, we, but you know, it doesn't have to be like that. We it can does just, not, it does we not. We can just be, we can just stop it at that first level. Yeah. Police officer feels tension, of yeah. course. Would you feel tension if you had to yeah. go around carrying a gun and- um, At any point in time, this can happen? Yeah, at any point in time, you could just die. Yeah, you know, like someone just comes out, you get ambushed, out you. Like that. so we should, yeah, we should just be giving them the space. You know, we should learn to give them space and learn to just let them do their job. Just all you have to, you can approach any. Even in this situation, um, the reaction from the police is going to be they're going to be more defensive. They're going to. They, they should. I don't know about us. Yeah, they're, they should. They're going to be more defensive. Um, for people that are just randomly running up to them, right? Yeah. And re- logically so, of course, they should be more defensive. <laughs> yes, I mean. If that was you, you would be more defensive. I, I, I totally would, and I, I, would, I would get the reaction. I understand why they're escalating. It, it, it's a rising of tension. Yeah, and so, uh, but, but you know, this, this isn't the ending of anything. This is just, no. this is just a, uh, well, you gotta follow the, the rules. You gotta follow the rules that are just uh, uh, there already. You saw how Kyle approached those cops. He held up his hands. You know he had a man. gun to his chest. He just, you know, held up his hands and he walked towards the cops. Right. No cop, even if you are, you can, you cannot ambush a cop with your hands in the air. That is not an ambush. So I mean, yeah, no. You, no one's gonna shoot you if you're gonna. So if you need a help from an officer, you know, just don't run up to them like they, these two guys just did because you're you, probably gonna get shot in the future. You literally have to make yourself as vulnerable as possible to show that you are not a threat. That is one way to deal. Sometimes fuck things happen. Like sometimes cops are just angry and want to put fucking hate. And that that happens. Those situations like that have happened. But that happens when you put people in the situation in many tense situations again and again. It just breaks a lot of people. So there are extreme situations. There are many times where it is a horrible thing, and those are people who should be punished. Again, they're hurting people. You should not hurt people. And if, if you think you're going to hurt, hurt someone, maybe you should switch your job. Okay, one thing we don't talk about is what do these cops switch their jobs to? Because a lot of these people are career cops. And once you have one, people are really slow to change. And nobody talks about retraining the police to become something else if they don't get this. They need to work too. They need to feed themselves too. And it's really hard to not be a cop if you've been trained to be a cop. And then you can go into private security and doing this other stuff. But well, that's usually what happens, and that's not really a bad thing. We, but there's no talk about what do you do when you that cop that is bad does get fired. And I know we have a tendency to go, well, fuck that guy. That guy's a bad guy. But that bad guy still has to live, and what is he going to do to live? He's going to be a cop unless he can find something else to do. Like, we should get those people a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere, and they should, like, live by themselves kind of thing. And they just separate from everybody. That would make them chill. Like, we don't have these kinds of things. I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about hypotheticals because I'm, these edibles are kicking in, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's that. Um, I think we, 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 uh, we are starting to experience that there now. Uh, has there been previous shootings in LA County? This is this the first one. Against cops? There has. I don't even know in their times. Like, these, these things are, these things are common. This is the normal because it's on the news all the time. I mean, this, this is, is in, this is actually, 
And this is in Compton too, you know, one of the worst places. So yeah, it's not, LA is not as bad as I thought it would be, especially compared to Portland and all that. Well, Portland is a weird situation because it, I don't know the demographics, but I am assuming. Yeah, Portland, actually, I, I was watching this YouTube video of this journalist, and she's she's been monitoring the events every year in Portland on May Day. Oh, I think I, I started watching the same video. Yeah, and, like, you know, she she talked about how the same thing happens every year in, on May. Journalists go there to cover it. So, I mean, this is a pretty normal thing for Portland, actually, for them to have Antifa-related things. But this is the first time that they've actually the mayors actually are not enforcing the law and allowing them to, you know, totally just go bonkers and burn stuff. And which brings us to the next point. Like, this is not the first time this happened. There have been other riots. There have been other riots that have been manipulated. And what happens to those communities that have riots? Property values go down. Jobs, unemployment. Jobs go down, unemployment rises, poverty rises. Every time there's riots, this is what follows. Every time there's chaos, people want, don't want to fuck. You do not want to live in a city where chaos is constantly fucking happening. It fucking sucks. For the free market, for pe business people, cities that are constantly burning are really bad for business. I don't know if people understand this. You can fight for your rights and everything. Businesses do not really care about rights. They care about money. They'll give you your rights if the money talks. Money is our biggest power. We, our voting power is illusional. And even though money is fiat currency is nonsense, we still our biggest power right now. Our ability to buy stuff. They cannot survive. And by they, I mean the people who make the stuff, the brands, the big companies, the, the Amazons and the Apples, like they cannot survive without our money. No matter how much money they have, if we don't keep giving them, they're going to keep draining their own fucking resources. They don't, they don't, well, they might have other investments and some other stuff, but that's a whole different issue. But we don't have to give them our money. We can easily start giving each other money, creating our, our own industry. Like, why the fuck we only have two fucking companies making fucking phones i mean beside the chinese ones like i mean i'm pretty sure there's other companies making phones and they're not as big why are the why does it seem like we have a monopoly in almost fucking everything from technology to our voting choices to everything like there's already big massive people doing it at again efficient rates and they won the market and they did business amazing and they're they won the game i don't hate them for winning the game they know how to play. That's respect right there. I respect their ability to play. But they are stifling growth. When you have people making up laws and legislations to destroy small businesses, to make it harder for them to actually come in, to create agencies and regulations that makes it very, very difficult for a nobody to create a business and start something like they did. All these businesses are old as shit. And they have old money in them. They do. All the new businesses have old money in them as well. So it's not really like, oh my gosh, this came out. No, Silicon Valley is a bunch of old money being invested in tech. Like, let's be real, people. There's only a certain amount of people that have a lot of influence and in a lot of our biggest influencers in the world. 
They can be hundreds. They can be thousands. Again, thousands is not a lot compared to the billions of people. Thousands is still a very small minority. So, I mean, I, I think you know, like when we, um, even though our purchasing power is decreasing and these big tech companies do have a lot, they are sitting on a lot of money. Right. Well, um, if we take away our money from them, we don't just take away money right now. What's really important is our attention. Yeah. We take away our, uh, our, the power that we give to them yes. over our, our data. Yeah. And our data is exactly what they want. Like, like that's one of the things that, you know, although there's like a huge, right there. <laughs> although there's a huge community on Facebook and, Instagram and stuff, we're putting all our messages out there for them to do data analysis on. They're getting to know all our thoughts. They're getting to know all the, not just know, but they're getting to tell us what to know. You know, they, they can con control what gets seen. Like anything that shows that Kyle was just defending himself, you know, that gets, you know, well, Most people, you know, uh, anything that says like Kyle is a, uh, mass shooter that that gets you know uploaded you know because of their algorithms and things like that and and people's perceptions and the, the thing is people don't watch the videos themselves my only argument for anything ever, anyone ever says about these things is like go watch the videos yourself honestly most people who've watched the videos themselves have come to realize that okay like there's obviously a, some some kind of misinformation angle that they're, they're trying to make us see like this isn't a conspiracy theory if you actually just go do the research yourself and then when we yeah, tell like, you to do the research I, yourself i've you... seen and read a lot of the anecdotes and every time of, of, of these shootings and things and every time i see it it's just like obvious that the person that got shot they did something deserving some sort of dumb thing that they could have just not done yes it's your actions that lead to consequences lives. Yeah, and it's so hard about that, people. One thing I saw though about this BLM dude talking about, he's like, guys, guys, don't watch these shootings anymore. You know, like, because you're just putting these things in your mind and um, you're just making it worse for yourself. We know the police are racist, we know that they're out to get us, you know, right. like, but it's, so he's just saying, he, he's saying the opposite of what we're saying. He's saying that yeah. don't watch this stuff. And he's giving some bullshit reason, which is, you know, that you're just putting trauma on yourself. Um, but what is that leading to? Because <laughs> it's going to make people more ignorant. They're not, people aren't even going to um, investigate their own, you know, these things for themselves because they're, they're going to trust this authority to make those decisions for them. And they're going to assume they already know enough, you know, and. So, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. People assume they know enough. You don't know shit. Nobody knows shit. We, yeah. it, you're not enlightened. You need to calm the hell down. You don't know anything about anything. You no, have very um, to get a to you know you you don't even an enlightened person has to look at the primary evidence and not going to jump to conclusions. Literally, yeah. that's all he's going to do. He's not going to jump to conclusions, even though he might know everything. Yeah, literary prajna wisdom doesn't include instantly knowing. Um, current and future events. Yeah. Literary progeny wisdom is tapping into your unconscious and being able to see previous things. So mm. what has already no, happened? There's no superpower that exists for you to be able to think for yourself. 
thinking for yourself is a skill that you have to right. have and use. Like you don't get it from, it has nothing to do with spirituality. And it's, 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 it's awareness of directing your consciousness, doing your, your, your actions. And, and yeah, you have to be intentional about a lot of shit. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, this whole thing of, you know, people ignoring, not, not, not thinking for themselves. That just gets me really riled up people that don't think for themselves and, that's the, the you know including with the things that the cdc says and people just they need to use their common sense a little bit and also uh, look at the evidence and see if they can see if they can make the decision themselves first if you really can't make a decision for yourself then okay fine then you can relent to some authority that you trust in and stuff but um yeah that's one of the sucky things though like a lot of people are in this day and age we're getting and they're there, you know, of inflating the currency and reducing the amount of uh, jobs that we can work. And, you know, and what they're doing is they're making it hard for people to be able to think for themselves. They don't, a lot of people, they come home and they don't have enough time to really. Too tired. Literally, you get too tired. You're draining, you're draining. Like, I, this is why I'm adverse to a lot of nine to fives because I feel extremely drained it's not that i haven't worked nine to five it's just like a fucking it drains the shit out of me and then i start acting in all kinds of fuck ways and i'm like i don't like that vibe i don't i don't like feeling like that ain't about this so it drains you right working in any way or doing anything drains you yeah it takes me like i gotta be a little more efficient but after my nine to five it takes me hours for me to recover my energy so i can uh I mean, of course, obviously, I have to I have to relax for a few minutes. I mean, for for a couple hours. But if if I can do some concentrated meditation, I can probably recover it within like thirty minutes. Um, like recover my energy and then have a part two to my uh, to my day that's more productive than um, than what I do now. Just kind of just uh, exercise and those kind of things. But, yeah, it's hard to use your mind when you've been using your mind the whole day and just sapped away. So, uh, Got to do things like Tai Chi and meditation that help you recover that energy. Yeah, what else is on news here? So, uh, yeah, this whole 2LA sheriff is, like, is all over the news. This is going to be global. Um, but yeah, I think this is definitely going to push the uh, police state um, objectives further and uh, hopefully it's just crazy like you know people are actually like the police officers are hospitalized and there's freaking protesters outside the hospitals they're trying to break into the ER room and they're like kill the police what yeah like BLM people are going to the hospital outside holding up signs kill the police even though the police what did the police do they didn't do anything they were just sitting in their patrol car. Yeah, BLM activists confront law enforcement at LA hospital where wounded officers were taken to their family. They say, I hope they fucking die. What? This is bullshit, bro. Blocking the entrance and exit of the hospital ER room. We hope they die. That's what he said. Are you serious? How do you defend this? Who the fuck organized this shit? How do you not, how do you not yeah, see that? Fucking hate. 
How is this not a hate group? But yeah, this is how is this not a hate group now? These guys are definitely paid though. These are huh? so lackeys in LA. Why are there protests after they shot two cops? Against the cops. Are you serious? Insane, yeah. Are you serious? And I want deliver the message to the family of the fucking die. Why is there a burning building behind him? And I want to a message to the family of the No, I think that's just a hospital, hospital lights. Oh I man, I was like a burning building right now. I'm fucking <laughs> stoned. They burned I was the like, they're burning up hospital and they're yelling at the cops. Like, how is this not a fucking civil war already? Huh? Damn, Describe for me what the protesters were chanting. What were they saying? Well, they were saying death to the police, kill, uh, kill the police. Damn. And these are sheriffs. And, and, but, but the message is still the same. And, and they were um, using all type of... Uh, uh, curse words and, and derogatory terms about the police, uh, just just provoking our police officers. The, the, the unacceptable behavior because the hospital should be a sanctuary where, where you know, we, we should leave hospitals alone. And Certainly tensions are on high since the two deputies are inside. Did you see the deputies make swift action? And you said those the protesters tried to get inside right. the emergency room, yes, correct? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Protesters trying to get into the hospital room. To do what? To kill them? That's murder. Literally. That's yeah. homicide. They're trying to finish the job. But yeah, these guys are Antifa and BLM. These guys are highly organized. Um, like This is pretty interesting here. A radio reporter who was near the protest scene was taken into custody. Um, the, sh the sheriff's department later report, you know, told why they took her in custody is because the reporter interfered with the arrest of one of those male protesters. So these guys are highly organized. You, you remember the whole thing, how the whole uh, militia of protesters that they have, the roles, you got the medic, you got the person shooting light at the police officers, you got the uh, person pretending to be a peaceful protester. Um, you know, so, you, you know, this reporter is probably one of them. I don't know. Yeah, they got a lot of... Uh, organization to that and i don't think this is the rest of us are not going to be doing this. this is these are organized domestic terrorists that need to be uh kept in jail and put in the put in the jail system to be the slaves that they have. i mean they should not be out in regular society because they have proved that they cannot be a civil person candy note to self no more candy edible i just don't like candy yeah put so much sugar in them note to self buy drink only there's actually one very good edible drink it's called tonic and it's not as sweet and it's just literally a shot 100 milligrams and i'm like this is smart only problem with that is the case is too fancy and for a shot of weed, but whatever. I'm a utilitarian. I'm all about efficiency. I think it's, I don't believe in fancy shit. I believe in efficient, sustainable shit. <laughs> but anyways, 
back to one. Yeah, never have alcohol. I was listening to Tim Ferriss and I learned some interest. They were talking about fasting, optimized fasting and uh, drinking alcohol. And, you know, about the alcohol thing, they talked about how mixed drinks are horrible for your liver because the sucrose and the alcohol combine to just terrorize your liver. It's horrible for your liver. Yeah. Well, that's why I had alcohol with water and lemonade and, and lemon. Hmm. And that's how I drank my alcohol. It was a perfect a heavily diluted beers. Yeah, like beer don't matter. Any IPA works for me. I, I I stay away from triple IPAs now. I've, although I like the taste and the aroma, but just the hard alcohol is tough on the body. Supposedly, like it'll it uh you, you know how you have like. Um, four stages of sleep or, or five stages of sleep basically pulls you away from those deeper stages of sleep so you can't get deep rest yeah you wake up feeling like shit mm. <laughs> you don't have to explain to me in science to tell me i wake up feeling like shit well yeah that's that's the reason that you feel like shit. <laughs> you never went into you never actually you never rested you never really rested you're still half fucked it's like when you don't sleep for like three days Almost the same feeling. Like I've not slept for a couple of days, and I've played. Have you ever played video games all night? Like all night, literally. You woke up the next morning. You're like, shit, it's morning, and you're still fucking playing games. And then you go through the next day. Like you actually go and become a no normal member of society the next day. Like without sleeping. Without sleeping. Without sleeping. <laughs> no, zero sleep. You go out. You try to go to work. Like I remember, I was on my computer, and. Uh, I was trying to fucking figure out some bugs on this app, and I fucking, I, in my other side of the brain, I was playing fucking, uh, what's it <laughs> I was playing Dota, and I was like, I was literally moving my fingers, right? I was thinking I was moving my fingers playing the game while I was fucking coding, and I was like, it was like I was watching two movies at the same time. And I was like, this is fucking pretty awesome. I am not going to lie. I was like, what the fuck? I, I wasn't high. I wasn't. I wasn't everything. I was just sober, just playing video, just playing games all night, just like, and going to work. And I saw two movies at the same time, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And yeah, man, like, yeah, the observation's intense. Like, it, it can get funny. Like, I remember I did it in college, three days, and I had like maybe two hours of sleep between the three days. Like, I took very short increments, and I had. Because I had final project after final project after final project, because I and I didn't start any of them, and I did three, basically final projects and like consecutively, so I had no sleep, and then I still went to the gym and I was still driving, I was still doing all these things, and I was like, this is interesting, and I I actually pretty I functioned pretty normal, it wasn't that bad, but yeah, when you have a purpose, you can do that. Yeah, intention. You're like, fuck that. This is what needs to be done. I need to be here in this reality this whole time and do it. Like, you need to have that kind of level of awareness. And it was the only intense desire and need that, that overran everything. Like, like if, I had that, if I could have that intention all the time, that'd be fucking dope. <clears throat> I'd be down. That's a, that's a good way to put it. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, is Biden still talking about the mask on? Oh, well, the president. 
<laughs> this, this whole mask thing, I'm sorry to say it. I'm, I, I think it's Photoshop. I think all these things are Photoshop. I think, every, I no. think the, the, again, when you get sick and you start shedding, okay, other people get it too. But I think everything is related to the shots. I think everything's related to the chemicals you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Without a doubt, is picking up a lot of those DNA fragments because that's all a test word, like small DNA fragments. And even if there's no DNA fragments, there's, there's minerals and chemicals in your body, like minerals, metal. Like, seriously, they're not safe for you. And they've never really been proven to be safe for you. And they lie to you constantly and there's constant damage in people and it's already been proven if it damages people to which a court is willing to award money do you think it's not damaging other people in minor minor mac minor ways uh not macro micro ways in small little ways affecting their immune system affecting our immune system do we not have tons of studies showing that how it's just um, cloth masks, especially, they increase the bacterial load in your lungs by 70%. So if you're just breathing in your own bacteria with cloth masks, you're better off not wearing it. What this, what this, or what the mat wearing the mask has taught me because I wear it underneath my nose is how to breathe through my nose solely. Like there's no possibility of me breathing through my mouth because I don't want to breathe through my mouth. And so you put it here and so it's like, it reminds you don't breathe through the fucking mouth. And just you know, what I do is I just like kind of open up the top part a little bit, get air from outside. And so also when I'm exhaling out, you know, I'll just, I'll just kind of try to make it loose, you know, but you know, you're still breathing in all that moisture, you know, moisture, your Petri dish of bacteria. We we actually do have to get hemp masks, bro. Like, I think it's actually a smart investment. If, if people are still going to be wearing masks, if this thing is so fucking mandate, and just in general, like, it's not a bad idea to get a hemp mask if you are sick. Well, September 15th, you know, that's the organized uh, day for people to stop wearing masks. You know, stop wearing masks. And yeah, like the main reason that I don't, you know, I, I'm against masks isn't because um, any of those reasons, but it's it's like a, so it's a sign of submission, you know, like this, this is a really interesting fact here. Uh, like you can read this if you want. Yeah, like uh, 2,300 years ago, before Islam, the Arabs discovered that forcing people to cover their noses and mouths broke their will and individuality and depersonalized them. It made them submissive. That's why they imposed on every woman the mandatory use of a fabric over her face. And then Islam turned it into the woman's symbol of submission to Allah and, you know, the, the man and the king. You know, but yeah, they, they made it a symbol of submission to Allah. You know? I spell Allah wrong here, but, you know, totally sensible. And they, they did it not just in Islam. They did it in all the other cultures, too. Like, yeah. there's tons of photos of that. But the, that feeling of losing your will and individuality and personality, you got to admit that's real. Mm-hmm. it's hard to like personalize with interact with other people when I'm wearing a mask like I don't say hello to people I don't even look people in the eye you know and, and uh, you know I'm just kind of like a robot in society just in the system I'm just a I'm an NPC we all become NPCs with our masks on and shit 
does exactly what they want. They, you know, they want good little NPCs to uh, control. This just reminds me of a joke. I don't tell you. Uh, think it was like uh, like that Awaken with JT guy. And she was like, and then they told us to do this. And then they told us to become a part of a gang. It was like they told us to wear a bandana or something just to cover our mouth or something like that. And like they told us to become part of a gang. I was like, oh, that's interesting way to put it. That's hilarious. Like, yeah, it, it, like the 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 breakdown of how the 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 covering like your mouth. Look, I don't really care if you want to cover your mouth. The whole my idea is like, where the fuck do these rules come to impose on my the freedom of America? Like, I thought, ah, fuck. The benefit is way too negligible. It, it for to be imposed as a The benefit of what they're saying is that oh, your moisture is not escaping your mouth area and those moisture droplets are larger than the viruses so those moisture droplets are now you know they're being contained in and now we, there's a less likelihood of it spreading but this is a this is a 99.9 percent .9 survival virus and you're sacrificing everyone's individuality and their will and their ability you're taking away their their who they are you know, it's awfully convenient of you to, uh, to, to do that. All the while you do all these other 10 other things to us at the same time. So. Yeah, let's look at uh, Q, Q drops. Q drops. They actually shut down the previous Q post, you know, website that I was looking at. So I have to go to a new one. Qpost.online. Yeah, Q, Q's been dropping some uh, some bombs here. Um, you know, the, the, some some of the arsonists that were caught in the Washington area. Um, BLM money flowing through Act Blue. Um, Trump firing a lot of uh, FBI chain of command people. Look at this man, you've like fired so many of them. Fired the chief of staff, director. Getting ready for some for some shit. Fired what? Uh Trump fired um a bunch some, of people. Uh FBI director and a lot of the people in that chain of command. <laughs> Dude, is Trump the good guy? Is, is, is this the world we live in? Is this an alternate reality that I came out of when I fucking took DMT? Is this where I'm at? Trump is a good guy? Is this what happened? You're so, it appears he's, he's setting up for some, uh, for that um, surprise. Who's on the right? Who's, who's doing the right thing? Which side do we take? Where are we going? Yeah, so... Weinstein, Epstein, Maxwell have been uh, captured. This is another key drop. I think uh, like uh, Corey was mentioning Mossad, that, that's the leader of these guys. He's gotta get taken down. That's the only thing that's making me, like Trump's been doing a lot of great things in the US, but just Israel, why is he still, 
you know, allies with Israel and stuff, that kind of stuff. Hey, I don't know. I, I think that's one thing you you can't rattle the the bear, you know, the the main nest until you've got all this other stuff handled. So I think that's probably why. You got to clear the foliage, bro, before we light that shit on fire. Right. Damn, that's fucking hardcore. So. Oh my god. Our fucking reality TV show over world is insane, bro. We live, this is our reality. Imagine old, older societies, you know what their worry was? Look at that storm. We're all gonna die. And you know what our reality is? These motherfuckers are gonna start launching nukes at each other. <laughs> this is insane. Well, I don't know about nukes, but they're. Like, yeah, but the potential of our reality. Like the, the, destroying entire organizations and um, reshaping countries and things. Side like. is which? What side is what? Because all I'm hearing from where we live and where we're at, this side and these kinds of mentalities is more chaos, more debauchery, more distraction of nonsense and bullshit so we can keep fucking you over with this bullshit. Look, let's be real. If you are for getting a vaccine for COVID and you're going to take it, you're probably going to start voting Democrat. If you think it's your body and you should be allowed to contract a virus or not, potentially, maybe, I don't know, because that's how vaccines work. They, the flu shots work. There are probabilities. You may have encountered this. You may encounter this at some point in time. You may beat it or not. You may have, like, there's so many possibilities when it comes to viruses. Tons, millions, billions of bacteria and viruses. So let's be real with each other. This is one. Are they going to start naming every fucking virus out there? And we start, are we going to start being afraid of every virus again? Because again, fear does create more fear and allows fear to thrive. What we need to do is just start being healthy, start doing more of the right things, start having doing the more, more of the right choices. That's what, that's what we need personally as all people. All people need to just start making the right choices. And what's right? It has nothing to do with morals. It has nothing to do with everything. Is what would benefit you the most, long term, short term, in all the terms. You gotta think in all ways, and we can do that. But usually, we jump to one and be like, "I need this now." We we can have it now and plan for later. This is what I'm what I'm talking about. Let's get on this conversation because I was talking to my people last night and. Let's let's hypothetical this, all right? Uh, what time is it? You got how much time you got? Cause this might get lengthy. I'm just trying to say. Oh yeah, I'm I'm good on time. Okay, cool. Hypothetical this bitch, all right? Shit hits the fan. Mandatory vaccines start before before the election, slightly before the election, and. No, Trump wouldn't do mandatory. That's no, 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 no. Certain states are going to be like, no, we believe. Because certain states have taken other rights. And other states can have mandatory vaccines without Trump telling everybody to take vaccines. States can have this power. And this is the power being influenced on different states right now. California is um, very, very 
very regulated compared to other places. We are very much in control to this power at B. Why is that so? I thought California was liberal as shit. It turns out we're sheepish as shit. I don't know what's happening here. Why are we falling for this? I thought we were the healthy place. I thought we were the place where everybody come here and we thought fucking the beaches and beaches are amazing. Everybody loves the beaches. Everybody wants to have a beach body. That's why everybody wants to be healthy up here. Kind of what I fucking, that's my conclusion. But <laughs> it's good to be healthy, but we have beaches and you want to be healthy at the beaches because it looks better. All right. What it is. So why are we so like this? I think it's what we're thinking of it as like kind of a uh, the people are thinking that vaccines are healthy, you know. So some some of the people at least I I think there's there's a lot more people that believe in personal rights and and all that that we wouldn't mandate it at a local level. Um, and even if we did, it would be a long ways from getting it to be mandatory for. Uh, you don't think you don't think California is going to go? Everybody in state is vaccine. No, I mean it doesn't make any sense scientifically. Um, Dude, so that, there's a lot of things that don't make sense scientifically that these fuckers are still enacting. And this is just a power reach. How far can they power grab? At what point can they do it? If this if this attempt doesn't work, the next one will. Is basically what Bill Gates said. So. Well, the second wave thing is is that that's the second wave Pause for a second. and we're back and I know we're heated about something but we totally fucking forgot what the fuck we were talking about shit happened we completely side the conversation we went to something else and uh, but now we're back and we're talking about something that's really deep and that that's that's what literally time is and how valuable time is. How it's okay to spend. To value your time instead of chasing other things, to, to value your time and, and, and spending a time spending time with other people and ex having those experiences with those other people. Even if it's just living with them and, and being with them. Because once they're not here and they're not part of the experience, you start to value them even much more and you start to miss things you can't have, right? Well, what if, what if you can't have any more experience? With them? A lot of people fail to realize this and they're chasing pursuit of a bunch of nonsense and bullshit. And I don't know, I think, it's, I think it's okay to go back home, quote unquote. And home is not the place, it's a feeling and it's where you feel welcome. Anywhere you feel welcome is basically a home, all right? You can have multiple homes. I really, why the fuck can't you have multiple homes? I really don't know. You can feel welcome to many places. It's okay. It's okay. So, yeah, we're. There's, there's kind of like a, a pattern that we need in our life, you know, so that we, we can kind of um, stabilize and have a, uh, have a structure to our life and. Uh, that way we can, yeah, you, we didn't really evolve as much as a society until we became like agricultural, you know, until we became sedentary. Only that's when we, as a civilization, like really had our stair-step evolution. And, um, 
yeah, traveling and wandering around is great, but I think, you know, this whole, uh, there's a lot of silver linings to COVID. One of those things is just that people are at home more and they're working on themselves and they're going into themselves and seeing some of those demons come out and starting to identify some of those addictions that they have because now they can't continue uh, distracting themselves with it. Um, yeah, the, the, and then, you know, there is other, the opposite is true too, you know, because some of those addictions are more easy to entertain at home too. Like there's a, there's a lot of people overdosing and things like that. Yeah. Yes, it's really easy to get lazy. Understandable. But you got to do what you got to do, whatever feels right to you. And then you got to evolve, move on, and do more, and be more. Because that's all we out here are. And that's what, we'll over, oh, that's what we'll always try to do. And one way or another, we'll take things to a whole other level. Some people are taking this shit to hate right now, man. Like their, their vibes are all wrong right now. And I don't think it's weed, because I think a lot of these liberals have weed, too. Uh, so we'll, we'll, how do we transform hate into love? Yeah, and I think it's part of their home environment. Their home environment isn't very healthy. They're not communicating with their parents, with their family members. They're not, they don't have a good relationship and they're taking that out into the form of protests and riots. Anger, hate, attention, give me, give me. Yeah. Anger, hate, attention, give me, give me. Who loves their parents, who, who's, who has a good relationship with their, with their family and they go out and they burn things and they, and they uh, do riots, it doesn't make sense. So obviously these guys have some serious problems at home. They don't like being at home. They're bored at home. <laughs> Stifled as heck, you know? They're bored at home. COVID just really got to them, you know? They need video games. They have a lot of anger and this anger can be easily quelled if you were online in chat rooms. This anger needs to be taken into online chat rooms. What I'm saying, on on games. I don't think so. I think that's Halo. what they've been doing. They've been in their mother's basement and ignoring their family members, neglecting their family members, neglecting the relationship that for millions of years they would not be able to neglect. For millions of years, you would not be able to neglect your family. You're a family unit. But now people can silo this themselves away into this technological bubble, and they can be keyboard jockeys and, and things like that, but it's not going to get them anywhere. You know, and there's studies that show that venting isn't a proper way to transform yourself. You're not going to transform yourself by, so your neural, your neural wiring is, works in a certain way. The more experiences of calm and peace that you have, self-induced, not necessarily through drugs, the more, experience those kind of experiences that you have and can regenerate the more that your brain becomes shaped to to be like that all the time so the opposite is true too if you constantly shape your brain with anger even if it's just one angry text message one angry uh yeah. message at some all it takes is one trigger to fucking set a fire that you can't fucking stop a chemical cascade within your body that of uh, of um, what is it called? Um, chemical uh, that you when you wake up, 
and your body just releases a ton of, ton of it. Um, uh, it's not serotonin, it's... Um, Nephirine. Totally left my mind. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out random it's words. It's stress hormone that your, your body releases when you jolt yourself awake. Um, and it feels, it feels, it feels like almost like, a you know, um, epinephrine, right? But it's not epinephrine. It's like a stress hormone that's released that makes you more alert. But the more you do it, the more damage it does to your body. So that's why when you wake up in the morning, you should actually wake up gently and slowly. You shouldn't use an alarm, those kind of things. But um, the thing is throughout the day, we're releasing that too. We're releasing that uh, stress hormone. Um, cortisol, there you go. Cortisol. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's basically speed. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. Mm -hmm. It's like your ignition. Yeah, you feel sharp and mentally clear. Um, but it's not good. It's not a good way to, uh, it's not a good thing to do to your body. Um, studies show. Yeah, so just look up cortisol and why. Yeah, but every yes, every time you get stressed, every time you go boom, every time you're angry, every time you're stress, pushing your body a little. I don't know. Is is cortisol involved when you're like working out and stuff too? Uh, when you're working out, it's not a. It's not. It's, it's not a mental stress. Like I don't get stressed when I do push-ups. I feel sure. good. Enough. I don't get stressed when I'm doing Kung Fu. I'm totally relaxed and- Different kinds of stress, different kinds of drugs, different kinds yeah. of chemicals. You get a epinephrine and endorphins when you're exercising. But cortisol is, is involved when you're, your sense of fear flight, fear, your fear fight fucking reflex is activated. Yeah. And that's mental. Your body has a different wiring system that has different chemicals that needs in order to be activated. Your mind is, is cortisol, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, so like that cortisol gets released and it'll stay in your body for like, for, for, the, for, for a long time during the day. And uh, um, it'll, it'll, it'll uh, establish certain neural wirings in your brain so that now your brain is gonna be, uh, um, anytime you think about that thing, Cortisol is going to be released now. So it just, your brain is just a bundle of associations. So um, that's why I, I don't even play games anymore because one, I'm over it. And two, you know, it's just, I don't want to cultivate those wirings in my brain, you know, of destruction and um, explosions. I don't want to be like dependent on that and um, uh, exhausted by it too, you know, because uh, your, the, your neurotransmitters transmitters get kind of like exhausted too after a certain time. And uh, it becomes harder for you to do things that are more uh, short-term gratification because a lot of the things with, uh, with, uh, with, with these uh, neural systems, it's, it's also like, like, you know, I'm talking about video games and, you know, uh, memes and things like that, they're, they're really like short-term gratification. So uh, it becomes harder for a person to like read a book, use their own imagination, sit down and just um, cultivate 
and deprogram oneself. Those are all long-term gratification things. Um, build something, um, garden. Those are all pretty long-term gratification. Some of the, some of those things. I mean, if you, the way to, this is a different subject related to it, but you know, long-term gratification can be pretty converted into short-term gratification if you can enjoy learn to enjoy the journey. So, someone that hates gardening, they're gonna see it as a long-term gratification type of thing. But someone that enjoys gardening, they're gonna learn to enjoy every step of it. They're gonna like digging their fingers into the dirt and feeling that dirt in their hands. And right. their they're gonna like the feeling of, uh, of the water cleaning their hands. And, you know, they're gonna enjoy every, you know. So the secret there is just to make things that are long-term gratification more um, doable. You have to uh, break them down into short-term gratification things and or you have to just learn to enjoy the journey. If you can just learn to enjoy the whole journey, you don't even need to do that breakdown, but say there's something that that you need to do that you don't, you haven't learned to enjoy the journey yet, um, you can teach yourself to learn to enjoy the journey. Just simply break the uh, activity down into enjoyable steps. So if you, for example, read a new book, you have like a thousand page book to read about all the mystical things, steps on the yogic pathway that um, transmuting your energies into like into evolution and things like that. And to, to, but to get into that, you know, you know that once you know all this stuff, it'll be really helpful for yourself. You know the purpose, but you just, you're just kind of lazy to get into it, you know. So to, to do, just get started with that, you just read one paragraph, you know, and um, yeah, so when you read one paragraph, it'll, it'll be uh, that much easier for you to, you know, get, get to the next part. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cool little hacks like this that Tim, Tim Ferriss talked about in his uh, books, I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about how <laughs> and Antifa, um, these Antifa uh, angry idiots, they're just doing things that are not beneficial to themselves or society. It's because they haven't, they're lost in their, uh, in their systems, in their, um, in their I mean, stop causing chaos. <laughs> Nothing gets solved with chaos. Like literally, it's the wrong kind of chaos. Literally, you're destroying the wrong kinds of things. You're, you're fucking up the wrong shit. Yeah. I, if if the protesters were burning and rioting next to like the Federal Reserve or like anything of worth that would kind of actually change something like right now they're just mad they're angry and wherever they have a lot of anger and people that's where they're doing their plan but they're not 
we need to fix your monetary policy. That's your main problem. Yeah, they are misdirected. Yeah. I guess, honestly, if I, if I was in their shoes and I really believed in some sort of systemic racism, which there's statistically zero proof for, and I believed, you know, that um, the police are unfairly um, killing people, then I, I, I might, you know, protest and riot and things like that. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't riot. I, I would work through the judicial system. And, you know, that's what I'm doing now. You know, I'm, I, I signed some stuff, you know, the eight can't wait org that stuff, you know, like, but, you know, like, even because the justice system is there for you to use. And if that doesn't work, I think people are thinking that even that doesn't work. Um, I don't know. People are pretty, you know, brainwashed with some of those things. So that's why they're not focusing on the right enemy, you know. <laughs> they don't know who their real enemy is, which is the, uh, the devaluation of fiat currency. Um, better solution is to uh, work on that personally for yourself and get ready for the uh, demise of the dollar. And, uh, which is definitely going to happen. You know, there's going to be and if your currency uh, has definite demise. Yeah. It's interesting that, uh, yeah, Max Wright was talking about how he predicts that Bitcoin is going to go up to like hundred thousand after they you know after this black swan event where they devalue the euro devalue the dollar all the other currencies you know the imf is gonna um be like hey let's we need a global solution and they already have it in the works you know you know before 2025 they have have the whole thing planned out they're gonna have it so that there's gonna be like a global uh, currency, just like how they have all these global solutions to this, uh, you know, scamdemic. Africa, dude. And those and, and, and they're, they're going to sue Bill Gates, right? Or, or aren't some African countries suing Bill Gates? Oh, uh, I don't know how, I've, I've read that, but I, I don't know where that went through. I don't know. We got to check that one out because honestly, we got to stop buying into a fucking billionaires. Tell us what the fuck they listen to. Billionaires don't have a best interest in, in mind. All right. They don't. I don't understand. We're like, they're great at this game. Good. No hate. Why are we listening they're to people who don't have our best interest in mind? They have their best interest in mind. That's why they're good at this game because they figured out how to get whatever they have their best interest in mind. This is the freedom in America. Granted. But why are we listening to them? Hold on. Bill Gates is a psychopath. Killed millions of Indian Africans and sprout before the courts along with the World Health Organization. So what's going on? What are we reading here? Huff yeah. Post? Ooh. Strange history of Bill Gates population control conspiracy theories. So I think uh, this is a debunk? Uh, kind of, you know, it's just the, uh, yeah, it is. They're not debunking it, but they're, uh, 
you know, pretty much dismissing the whole thing, even though just recently, just weeks ago, the World Health Organization openly admitted that the way that they administered the uh, polio vaccine, they created polio, even though there was no polio, or they already eliminated polio, because they made people eat it instead of inject it. Yeah. So, I mean, for that, at least they're going to definitely have some sort of lawsuit on their hands. And they were just testing it out. They were testing out some shit that they didn't know. They needed guinea pigs. They said it's humanitarian. And that's what they always do. People that come claiming peace usually bring disease, war, and famine. Think about this shit. Yeah. A lot of time. They do. Um, this is an interesting chart. <laughs> so the second wave. <laughs> yeah. The second wave is famine. And famine's going to destroy everybody. So where are we going from there? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty much uh, that, that's where the... Uh, Things are going. The second wave isn't going to be an actual uh, wave of uh, disease. It's going to be a wave of hunger. And oh, that's okay. Hunger, hunger doesn't matter. Hunger doesn't kill. It's not. <laughs> hunger isn't contagious. Don't worry about it. Even though thirty thousand people die every day from hunger. Hunger isn't contagious. Yeah, look at that. <sighs> this world is, I just keep saying it, man. It's just inefficient. We're just organizing dumb ways. We share resources in dumb ways and we fucking allocate them in dumbass ways and we give power to people, dumbass people. And like, we, we just, we as a society have led to this as a collective by not really giving it shit. And not really caring, not really being that involved, but kind of just being chill and just kind of coasting it and just kind of living. That's a lot of us. That's a lot of us. A lot of us just been coasting and not really committing or doing something. Like, we all really want to succeed in this world, maybe in this country and whatever. We just all kind of like realize, all right, we got to. All right, man. I, I think we should end this podcast here. And because I want to start a new one specifically for one subject. Like right now, because I'm, I'm inspired. Oh, okay. All right. So, to everybody listening, I'm sorry, but I want to start the next podcast. So, see you at the next podcast. <laughs> Any last words, Ahmed? What do you got to say? Yeah. Uh, that- those uh we covered some interesting subjects uh subjects yeah research yourself people get some researching yourself look at the videos yourself do whatever don't listen to me i am a this is what i just wrote dude like this is what I wrote. these are just my conspiracy theories everything i say is hypothetical is a hypothetical listen for your entertainment only that's it don't listen to me go do your research have fun meditate 
take your medications, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Peace. See you at the next podcast. It's going to be great. You'll, you'll see why.